guess we'll have to try that again. Good morning. Good morning. That was better. Thank you. Um, I thought it might be appropriate to read a Bible verse. In case some of you didn't read your Bible this morning. But it's in Psalm 143. This is the problem with this. It's a prayer prayer of David. And I thought it would be a good one. For us. It says, uh, verse 8 of 143, cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul to thee. And I, I read that earlier today and thought, <clears throat> boy, that's a, isn't that a wonderful provision uh, that we can say, Lord, and he caused me to hear. Uh, it's above my, because I wake up with some dullness. And actually, sometimes I walk around with it. Uh, but I can say, Lord, cause me to hear your loving kindness, you know, what you're doing. Uh, <clears throat> and cause me to know the way wherein I should walk. So that's a good prayer, and that's a wonderful provision of God. That you and I can say, Lord, I need the cause and the source of your spirit today to be able to hear, to be able to know how to walk, to know how to function in this life on earth. So, Lord, help us today uh, as we gather and cause us, Lord, to hear you and cause us to know what you're doing. Cause us to know how to walk, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Good. Why don't we gather?
I was uh, five years old when uh, the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. I was in school and I remember I, I had to be first grade, something like that. And uh, there was quite a rush around and different talk. But uh, I read recently that um, Winston Churchill, when that happened, he said, all right, all right, we've won the war. And uh, he said that because he knew that the Americans were uh, distributing lightly to the war effort. And now we were in it. And he knew the Axis powers. He's a reader. He knew what was going on. And of course, our people did too. But, uh, and so you'll hear me kid a little bit once in a while about negative thinking. There is a, a very important power in negative thinking. I mean, it seemed negative for him to cheer about war, but <laughs> when you're alone and uh, in an alley, and five of your friends come on and say, hey, you're not alone anymore. That's a good feeling. And so that's what he was expressing. And ladies, negative thinking is vital if you're gonna stay uh, <laughs> with the integrity and the godliness that God wants. And there'll always be someone to uh, disdain your resistance. And God has made sure that that conflict is there so you learn his ways. But um, what I'm going to say today is um, um, review in one sense, okay? Because I find for myself, even when I was traveling under a particular word, I thought, okay, I got it now, I heard it, I have it here. But you know yourself, sometimes you catch it. And so, what I want to look at today is what we were talking about before, and that is uh, seeking those things above, okay? And uh, you're liable to hear it again, and. Uh, and I'm, I'm very well aware that we said some things about this. But one of the most significant things for you and for me is to know what that's all about. What does it mean? And as I looked around this morning, uh, I, you know, you see different gradations of growth and attitude and circumstances and uh, <coughs> One of the things you've heard me say, and it really is true, you have a Heavenly Father who loves you and doesn't leave you alone. Now, if you're like me, I have some parallels with Job. There are times when I would like to say, Could, okay, does it have to be every minute? Does it have to be so constant? And yet I came in today and you know, kind of fueled up, and I've been up a while and praying for you and me and everything. And oh my goodness, the Lord starts tearing away at my subjective person. 
It's called judgment. And sometimes you get it. And sometimes the enemy comes <coughs> to take away positions or steps that you've made. I, uh, I, I'm so soft on, on what uh, uh, Sister uh, Joy preached on. It's my favorite passage. The mother says, I want my boys to be with Excuse me, sir. Could I interrupt you? I want my boys to be on your right hand and the left hand when they come into the kingdom. And, you know, I'd like to have known the woman. You know? If, you know, that you, if you ever think of those people that are just kind of mentioned in the crowd, and you think, gee, when I get there, I'd like to talk to her. What? I mean, that's really chutzpah, as the Jews say. I mean, talk about it. They're my boys, and they should be here and there. What do you think? And, uh, and Jesus, you know, <laughs> and please, if you're going to understand the Son of God and understand yourself, here's something that you really, really, and I would say write it down in blood if you're going to walk in it. If you don't have a pen. And that is that, that Jesus wasn't on automatic pilot with God every minute that he walked. I think he walked in to that uh, Pharisee's house and, uh, and the Lord said, God, speaking to him, because God speaks to you. He spoke to me today three or four things. I need a, a secretary in the heavens to get some of this stuff. You, do you know what I mean? Do you ever feel that way? That God is moving faster and you can't get it? And I think, I think what he's doing there is just showing you that uh, your dependency is kind of important because all of us pretty, are pretty well uh, stuck on ourselves. Somebody say amen. You at least acknowledge, thank you, son. Maybe you and I could go upstairs afterwards and talk about this. Uh, but God doesn't give you all of it in the midst of what you're doing. And I was going to say, because I've been a, a pusher in forensics, kind of was a crazy man to win and do that. And, uh, and I, I, I told the guy, I'm a good trainer. I said, you will, you will get up to speak and, and frequently you will get help that you didn't know anything about or God will take you someplace that you didn't necessarily think that you were going to go. You know why? Because he's God. He can do what he pleases. Okay? All right. Now, here's the big deal. And we have to get this, and I'll say it a few times and read some stuff, and I'm reading things that aren't necessarily uh, mine, but I, I connected with them. And let's, uh, let's start with, um, well, let's get something right out of the Word in, in Colossians 3. If, verse 1, you've been risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Now, Anybody, if you were asked on the street, you a Christian, you'd say yes. Uh, what are those things above? 
Uh, well, they're, uh, they're uh, stuff above that you can't see. Okay, that's you know, maybe the first thing. We're going to get it. We will get a hold of that. Because I can't tell you. <coughs> the most important thing for you is when you get it from God himself. Okay? That's what you remember. All right which are above where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on the things of earth. That's a gotcha. It got you, it got me, it's getting me now. I have an affection for stuff that's still here. And I know that God can take it. I've seen stuff. I will never go back to smoking. Well, I mean, I won't. I won't go back to smoking's. Uh, rum-soaked cigars uh, at the races, at least. I probably won't. Uh, what? Well, I thought about it. I thought, well, yay, because yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't inhale, just blew it like I really knew what I was doing, kind of just asinine and silly. Uh, okay, and there are other things. I. I don't want to fight any guys that are six, three, or four and outweigh me based by 100 pounds. I don't think I'll ever do that again. I'll say, no, uh-uh, can't. Actually, I might even turn a 10-year-old down uh, today because I've got a pretty good grip on limitations. It's important. Uh, Dave, Dave and I were talking about something today, and I said to him, Dave, I'm not trying to be God here, you know. But occasionally, and, and Dave had a good comment, he said, yes, but when God is speaking, then, you know. Well, I knew that, but it was good for me to be reminded. We get together, you know, what do you think about this? Well, I don't know, what do you think? Well, I think this. Well, your thinking, if it comes from here, is no good. Selah. Your thinking. And my thinking has just about messed up <laughs> more than we can ever fix. The whole church has thought too much and not listened enough. Can you say amen to that? Uh, both of you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's going to be a hard day. But yeah, I know. Okay. Okay, so your affection should be up. You're supposed to be dead to your life, but alive as Christ, as the Son of God going forth. And that messes up a lot of people. They will be a little happier if you'll just say it this way. You're a Son of God growing. Because there's only one, there's only one Christ, which is not true, but let's not argue, okay? Let me just say this. One of the things, when we come in here, because we're, we're not where we were. We have left a bunch of stuff behind. We'll go back. I almost prophesied this morning. I'm, I rarely do that anymore. I was going to ask you to come in. I thought about you should go over here and take 15 or 20 minutes, get here early, and prophesy to yourself. Let the Holy Spirit tell you. I've done that before. Anybody prophesy to yourself? Anybody here? 
Can I see your hands? I mean, what, because the kids need to see them. All right. Fine. People are embarrassed about speaking up. Anyway, uh, or was I? Yeah, well, but um, we're, we're not going to be on the same page of yesterday. We, we've seen those things. We're not, we're, we're doing everything we can to do Hebrews 6 leaving those things behind, going on to the things that, uh, that really change us. Because it's a merry-go-round, a, a calliope of yesterday and tradition that stinketh in the sight of God if that's, if that's our position and we're locked in there and we're just going to go for another service. And you've thought about that. I have too. I've walked into services and I said, eh, here we go again. But, uh, and I, I thought a little bit about, I think about that a lot, about tradition and habit that has no, no guts in it, no blood, no fire. And, and I sat here today and God started working me over. I didn't like that either. He started chipping away at stuff. Little things, but real things. And it's like, <laughs> there he goes again, being God. Somebody has to. <laughs> but, but anyway, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. And then it talks about mortifying your members and doing stuff and uh, how do you kill what's there you say God it shouldn't live it shouldn't live I shouldn't think about her that way I shouldn't have a, a nasty analysis of anything about my brother and I was going to say something and, and I didn't say this if you have trouble with theology if you have trouble with your thinking and your life and you wonder, here is a helper for you. Because it starts and this is the beginning and the end. The Alpha and the Omega. You, say it with me, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. Is that good? No, it's not good. It's not good enough because if you don't love your neighbor, you're a liar. And that goes for every soul in this room. I've said that before. And it's not that I'm on the road to dementia. I could be, but not now. Because I'm a liar. If I look at you or you or anyone in the room regardless of their condition, or regardless if they're giving me the high sign or negative or, or zombies. I mean, I still detest the fact that there's not the kind of love here that God has given to us and that we should give to everyone. The little enclaves, the little groupies, my friends over the whole. You know, 
And you know why I hate it? Because that's the way I was. When I was in high school, I had my little click. What's, what's Irving doing here? I don't like his outfit. He's a creep. Typical. And some of you don't see that. And you can't help who you love, and you can't help who your friends are. Some people are open, and that connectivity is good. But if it's an exclusion, it's, it's wrong. It's sin. You are sinning against your God and against yourself, and so am I, when I have factions. Are we agreed on that? Thanks. No, really, are we agreed on that? There are things that I don't like about Agnes Elizabeth, and she's honest with me. We, after 67 years, there should be a couple of difficulties there. However, <laughs> if, if the love of God can't steer you in that direction, then you've got a problem. All right. Good grief. All right. Uh, turn to First. Uh, Corinthians chapter 2. And uh, now you've been converted, and, and your conversion and my conversion happened by the Spirit of God. If um, if you don't believe that, because it can be somewhat manu manufactured. This is why I tell mothers, make a book when your son or your daughter comes into Christ and receives them. Because I should say it enough, and every ministry should say it enough, that if you have not <laughs> given your life to Christ, uh, you're walking dead. You're not alive. You're humanly alive, but spiritually, you are dead. Dead, dead. And dull. You know. And <laughs> dead and dull. And yet, <laughs> you know people who are very interesting. I mean... <laughs> My favorite lady, my first lady that I thought I, I, would, I was in love with, and she was 60 years old, ugly, and had, you know. But I loved her just the same, and she was a humanist. But you, you and I have to understand that until God brings us above, we're, we're like those mud hens I used to talk about. They fly from one piece of mud to the other. And you're eagles. You're called to fly. You're called to live in the heavens. If I come in here and have a nasty view or have this and that, I say, you know, I, you know, one of the great things about Agnes, every once in a while she'll say, you know, I get tired of all this negative stuff. You know? And I think, well, she must be talking about me. Well, it was something else she ran into. But she generally wants to frame with a positive thing. And I know better, you know. I'm smarter than that, I think. 
And so I'll look at negative and say, it's negative. You know, so isn't that wonderful? The doggy went on the floor. No, it's not wonderful. Let's get it up. And it's not so wonderful. And so, you know, but, but the things that God asks you, He asks you to dedicate yourself to the invisible. How about that? You're to fall in love with what you can't see. Now, if I ask, if I ask every one of you at this minute, uh, on, from one to 10, where would you place yourself in a love relationship with God? What number would you put after your name? And I, I mean, I'm, I'm right this minute, I'm not gonna do that, okay? But you, think about it. Would you say that, you, that, that, that God, the invisible God, is the love of your life? Now, we're, we're a weird bunch because we're, this isn't, we, we didn't decide to be charismatica. We didn't decide to be, to be locked in to tradition and just go around in circles and sing the same songs over and over again and go through this. And so God himself is good enough to bring us through, to get us to the place where we're tired. We get tired of certain things. You know, I, uh, I think one time on the East Coast, I don't know, maybe you remember it, David, Richard would, or Karen for sure maybe, but uh, we, we said, well, let's drive home a different way today. Like that was going to be some big spiritual deal. It wasn't. All right. The natural man cannot hear anything about the invisible world. Can't hear it. Won't have anything to do with it. It's stupid to him. That's real nice, Sonny. Uh, what do you guys do out there? Well, we're really contending to be sons of God. What, what do you mean? Well, we want to grow to the fullness of the stature of Christ for resurrection. We want to have a glorified body. Uh, are you crazy? Well, no. <laughs> we've, we've found the one who made all things and we're connected with him. Because some of the things that you believe, if, and we've talked about this, they would say, lock him up. He's crazy. You won't have... I, you know, when I saw that thing with David, I, you know, David spitting down his chin and doing it was a king, I thought, man, I can do that. I, I, I'd be super... I'd get an Academy Award for crazy <coughs> things. That I know how to do, and, and most everyone here does, really. Because you've proven it. <laughs> In your ways. All right. Here are multitudes of the most scholarly and learned talking about the man that is not uh, born again. Here are even many whose researchers have led them far into the realms of theology 
and theosophy. Yes, they include many who have held places in ministry and office in what is called the church. Many of these lives, which from man's point of view are morally almost flawless, and yet, and yet with all they do, they do not know that in that realm and in that vital way, which is life, eternal life, because divine and not human life is what they don't differentiate from. You cannot tell what is spiritual with your natural eye. And, and this needs, needs to be said here. Though you're born and have, have the, the, the spirit of truth within you that is going to lead you into all truth, you're not there yet. You're still being processed. I'm still being processed. We are still going on in that thing. However, you can ask God for his thoughts. Now, that's a big deal. I mean, some of you should have said, wow. But to know how God thinks about a direction. And, and are, are we going to not go for words again now? There are things that I, and I, I welcome all the elders or anybody here that would like to have a confirmation at times. There's nothing wrong with confirmation. You don't have to abide by them. No, no. But you do, and I need to absolutely know when God is speaking something specific. No. And, and the big deals, I mean, we did, we did a lot of big deals here, didn't we, uh, uh, Ben? Didn't we do some pretty big deals in purchasing? Did we, and, and we had the witness within, right? Did we, did we get that? Did we say, well, I'm not moving until there's confirmation from the outside. We didn't do that. We feel like God is with us. But there's some things that I, we're not saying you can't do those things anymore. We're not saying don't prophesy. We're not saying uh, we're gonna you know, tear up all of yesterday's history. But what we are saying, really, that the natural man, the, the tradition that becomes habit without the spirit is what has to go. Um, I mean, <laughs> here's another thought. Listen to this. The natural man has been maneuvered into Christianity as been, and, and, and has been made a Christian. We cannot, however, recognize the thoughts of God in this, and it has nothing to do with being born again. It may be that rebirths have occurred in the revivals mentioned above, but there is a difference between, let us say, psychological rebirth and the rebirth and the spirit. And there's something else, too. There's something else. You can be born again and really lean on your natural analysis primarily in what you do. Now, I've got a, a leg that's playing with me, okay? Now, the, the smart and intelligent 
brilliant people would say, you need to have an MRI. Now, is it okay if I trust the Lord for a while? Well, you'll leave me free. You don't say, you gotta take care of that. My son tends to wanna do uh, overseer for me. I'm old and, and he's been very kind in some ways and very uh, uh, definite in others because uh, independent guys like me and you 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 every one of us want to do what we want to do. Is that right? Now, please hear this. We can slide into what was God but isn't now. But it still is significant for some of the younger people. Now, I, mean, I feel like the Lord brought this up just then. And please hear me, because I know it was God. Because I wasn't going to say this. Not my notes, not my thoughts. It was in my thoughts, but this is important. The little children in the room are still under the law. But we had a lot of the adults under the law. And the, the extension of our uh, order, our atmosphere, our direction, our meetings, etc., etc., goings and comings, financial, wherever, those things have largely changed. The children need to be under law until such a time as they really can understand what it means to be under grace and mercy of God. Is that clear? And, and I think you all know that it would be silly for us to say, oh, you know, let him do what he wants. <laughs> Whatever goes, goes. That's just fine. Well, it, it wouldn't be fine because those things are still gonna be there. Now, listen to this. Talking about rebirth in the spirit. The one might temporarily carry all the characteristic features of a real rebirth, and, and yet all that does not necessarily have anything to do with the spirit. And in innumerable cases, it has had nothing to do with the spirit. It is the work of man. Christianity, and I believe this with all my heart, and, I, and this is T. Austin, and God bless the guy, he died at 70, but he left a plethora of understanding that the church missed, and he was asked to leave, and he's considered then an outcast. But this is what he said. Christianity has become a system of human interpretation of the thoughts of God. Spiritual death hovers over it. It has no living testimony for God. God has given us a burden in our hearts concerning his thoughts. Now I think if he were here, he would stand up and say, uh, Mr. Gert, can I help you with that a little bit? I do believe that there is resurrection ahead. I believe that. I know he believed it. He talked about it. He talked about the first fruit. In this crowd, somebody in this room 
or more than one or two, and I keep telling high school kids or those maybe graduate, younger ones, you'll probably live long enough to see and be alive when the Lord comes. That's a frightening but real deal, is it not? But let me just toss this in because it comes to mind. You are not your own. You know, if somebody says, leave me alone, I don't, I don't want to talk to you. People tend to go where they have confidence and, and that and they can. I, I'm not going to follow man, I'm going to follow God. I don't want to hear from you. All right. It's a work of man. Christianity has become. Now, okay, let's just talk for a second and let you, because anytime somebody says anything, I've taught this in speech and it's, it's, it's true. You get up and say something, the antithetical thing comes back. I don't believe that. Well, you don't have to believe it. But consider this, has the church a position today that could stop the progress of darkness on this earth? Doesn't look like it to me. Why? Well, <laughs> because we've got a fine tuner. God has tuned it all up his way. He's gonna have you and you and you know, many of us in here Will be, God will use. I'm not talking about being resurrected now. I'm talking about we have eons in front of us. If he came tomorrow, we'd still have a thousand years. Okay? But it, <laughs> I don't want to wait. I, I want to contend now. But I, I know very well that my attachment to the earth and that the church is not alive and viable force to change anybody's opinion. I mean, we've got chaos on the land. America's on fire. And Ireland's on fire. And all of Europe is burning. And the Ukraine and the, the, the smoke rises from the things of this world. And so the sooner my attachment and your attachment is transferred, the smarter we would be. But we can't do that. That has to be a work of God. Okay? Uh, let, me, let me read it again. I think I had it here somewhere. Uh, yeah, there. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Okay? And you can come in here and be a natural man, and I can too. I can come in here and stand here waiting for things to happen, looking around, people coming in and have natural thoughts and, and my own opinions and be a sick cookie standing up here. <laughs> What's going on? Well, you, you all know that. We're not, we're not uh, so uh, naive that we're, we're behind anything that the human can do. And it has to be tested, is that right? All right, now, 
You've got to be, see, you need to listen a little faster so we don't take so much time. I don't want to take your day. But speed up your, your hearing, if you would, a little bit. Turn to Acts 17. You're a new man. You're to live above. And living above demands time outside of the norm. Just does. You know, it's like uh, I, I talk to some of the wives at times. I've, uh, I've said to O'Shea and I've said to, to Brooke and I've said to uh, others around here, where's your man? Where, where is, they, sometimes they'd say, I don't know, or he's working late. But there comes a time when, when the family has to take precedence over all our financial endeavors. Can I hear an amen from any of the women? Very sweet, like little librarians. Shh, don't speak too loud. Now, but it's true. It's true. You're tired of things that take us away from the significant things. All right. Now, here's what I'm going to do with this, because this Act 17 is very, very familiar to everybody in the room, or should be. I think it's one of the best forensic uh, deliberations, maybe outside of uh, Philemon. But they are both from Paul. And what is Paul saying here? Well, here... <laughs> When I go overseas, I, I, Sister uh, Brenda came up the stairs today, and she just got back from Europe, and she had a big backpack with her. And I said, where are you going, Brenda? And she said, I always carry my backpack. Well, when you go to Europe, you see tall, skinny boys and girls, sometimes two guys, sometimes two girls, sometimes four. And you say, hey, what's going on? Oh, we're... Uh, we're, we're out here kind of trying to find ourselves. And, and you know, and, and I said, that's good. You're probably lost. If you're trying to find yourself, you must be lost. Well, if you found yourself, would you know who you were if you found yourself? Huh? Anybody? Anybody go looking for you? Anybody spend a day saying, oh my God, I can't stand me? Yes, you all have. You all have, or you're really on a slippery slope. If everything in your being is trying to do a commercial for how wonderful you are, ooh, <laughs> you're wasting your hours. But I've lived in community enough, and I've seen my own view and my drives as a human, but I don't belong to me, and I am very chintzy in my view that God owns me. I want to argue with him over that at times. Sorry, I, I wish I were an outstanding wonder. But the reality is we're all in process to find out who we are. <laughs> well, you're a son of God. You're fully fueled with everything to get you home. He's not going to leave you. 
I'll read a couple of things that should enhance your day. You belong to him. You're either becoming a love slave to God himself or you're on a drift and you don't grow. You've heard me say that. The only grow is if you die to your opinion, to your direction. When you and God come to a crossroad and you take yours instead of his, not smart. Isn't it something how he lets you do it? What was it that David read? David read stuff talking about what? Anybody, quick. Cause, thanks. I don't know if anybody else wrote it down. <laughs> but if he doesn't cause you, you can't cause you. You can't make yourself be what he says you must be. So you're in a, you're at a crossroad, I'm at a crossroad, and I'm a mess until I realize, look, I, I can't see you. Would you speak a little louder, God? I mean, has anybody ever said, and I know the young people have said this, I've never heard God say anything. I have not ever heard Maybe I thought I heard twice, but I'm 80, almost 89, and I've never heard God say, go to the washing machine. Put your old Levi's in there. I never heard anything like that. What I get is the presence of God, and then I, he somehow, and how does he do it? How does he tell you specifics when all he does is go bloop. How does he do that? You have to say you don't know. Do you know? How many people have had God resting on them? Say something. Yeah. And you don't know. Now, here, here's what I want to close down with today. Read. At 17 again. I'm going to hit a couple of highlights and, we'll be, and, and one more. Uh, in Act 17, let's go right to. Uh, let's go to verse 25 of Act 17. Talking about God. He's talking to the to the people who said, well, we'll hear a couple of things about this. This is God, and this is Paul speaking. Neither is God worshiped by with men's hands as though he needed anything. Anybody says God needs this, don't listen to them. They don't know what they're talking about. God doesn't need anything. What he wants, and he doesn't want, he knows. He knows what he made. He knows how far it's going to go. <coughs> you know, I picked up an electric train one time in the dump. And I brought it home and I said, gee, I hope it works. Well, <laughs> when God shows you, he knew. He knew how far you'd go. He knew you're getting up, you're sitting down. He knows you're adulterous, lustful, ugly, filthy, parasitic heart. And he knows the greatness and the glory that is also going side by side. He knows that. 
And what you want to do is what you heard Dave say. Cosmic. Cosmic. Because he's not going to force you. You're going to sit on your couch and get calluses, you know, with your covenant, with your couch. That's what I'm trying to tell myself. Old people sometimes just want to sit down. Look at it. And he made of one blood. I wonder what the Ku Klux Klan thought of that. All nations of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. That is a mouthful and you missed it back there. You missed it by drinking tea or whatever you're doing. You need to get this, roll this into a ball and understand that what you are, where you are, the blood you are, the father you had, the mother you had, the circumstances were there. God knew even before you got here. Please hear that. I'll read it again. And, <laughs> and he made of one blood all nations of men to dwell on the face of the earth. That's interesting. And he's determined the times be... He, he wanted me in Alaska. That's ridiculous. I'm a beach guy. I like the sun. What am I doing here? Well, I'm just not my own. And people get up here and say, oh, I want to go to Hawaii. I want to go to the southern planet. Someone accused me of traveling. And they said, well, you just want to get away because it's winter. No, I didn't. I just want to get away. I didn't like anybody and myself very much, and I thought I was going to do something significant. But the reality is, he knows where you are, what you should be doing, and how you're going to turn out. So, I'll say it again. I've said it several times. Please forgive me if it bores you. It doesn't bore me. I have one friend that I can count on. I have a lot of friends, but, but I have one that is absolutely perfect, and so do you. It's your, it's your Heavenly Father, and He knows how far you need to go. He knows when you need to lie down, when you need to get up. If you need to go get the MRI or walk it out, you do not know, and I do not know, unless I get His word whispered, shouted underlined to myself. You don't belong to you. You act like you belong to you. Way too often you act like you're your own. So what? And I, I need help in it. Okay? Alright. He knows the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. <laughs> How far I should go. 
I asked Vicki, should we really, Vicki, should you be driving all the way from Tucson to Texas? It's two days, that's four days driving all. Oh yeah, 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 I can do it. Now, and look at 27, because we've been over this before, and I'm hoping that somebody will preach it again. Listen to this, and if you take the baby somewhere, because it really, the baby's loud uh, on, the, on the monitor. I was listening to Cheever the other day, and I could hardly hear him because the, the children were going hoopla. And it's not that they're really that loud to me, but it comes in over the sound. We got a sound that picks up a lot of things. All right. That they, verse 27 is a big boy, and we've had it. That they should seek the Lord if haply they might feel after him and find him. And we've said that that's verification by contact. When God speaks to you, uh, and I, I was on the phone calling a friend, the friend, I was just reaching for the friend for the call, and the friend called me. It was very interesting. And I thought, wow, that's wonderful, it's close. It's gonna get closer than that. And it's that way with God if you want it, it'll be that way. But this isn't, and let me say this, this verse, that you can feel after him. And, and we went around making fun of this a long time. I feel to do this. I, don't, I didn't feel to do it. You remember that, anybody? I know Richard would, because he made a big deal of it. He, he, Richard's great at, uh, at uh, you know, doing things like that. But feel after him and find him. And this is vital, though he be not far. Dear ones, please, God, help him hear this. He's not far from you. He's not a long way off. And David said it very well Wednesday. <laughs> you can be on the outer limits of darkness in the darkest place in the world, and in seconds you can be right into the arms of, of the God who made you and, 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 and be received. Not always. Sometimes it looks like he's giving you, you know, don't come around. Uh, you're done. And he allows Satan to test you because he knows that you belong to him forever. Uh, is he gonna straighten out Satan? Not right away. Just remember this, I said it, one eon at a time. We have a time to do what we're doing, and it's right now. And here it is. He's not far from you, dear ones. He isn't. But he's further away than when you first came. I can say to those who are just born again or to the young ones, he will be very close. His proximity will be un unquestioned if you would believe it. If you say, God, I want to know, I have to have more. You, uh, I'm with you. He will authenticate. But for, for some of us who've been around, he doesn't have to go to David and say what he said to David when David was eight or nine. He doesn't, he won't come to you, you know, in your, in your 30s or 40s. He, in the same way he did when you were 10 or 11. 
You understand? Because he, he, he's expecting, when, because he's the one who's given growth. Because he's given the stability and the deep root. He wants you to, to understand that. And let's read this together. We're heading for a close, okay? Verse 28. For in him we live and move and have our being. Let's read it again for those that didn't use lips. For in him we live and move and have our being. That's, that's what he was telling the, those who were ignorant. But you, you and I are nothing unless we're in, in a live-in condition where he is invited in and we go to him for life. That reciprocity and that, that German word, I'm from He's the only one that can perfectly feel after the feelings and the need that you have. He's the only one. All right. And verse 30 says repent. I, I'm not going to go any further here. I think we've kind of exhausted you maybe a bit this morning. I, I will say this. Uh, the whole book of, of Micah 7, the whole chapter there is phenomenal. Take some time to read it. I'll just read this in verse 5 of Malachi 7 in closing. Trust not on a friend, but not your confidence in a guide. Keep the doors of thy mouth from her that lieth in your bosom. For the son dishonoreth the father, the daughter rises up against her mother. And the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, man's enemies are those of his own house, those things that are within, and, and even blood relations, you can see it. Therefore, I will look unto the Lord, and I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, when I fall. I shall arise. When I sit down in darkness, the Lord shall be a light to me. And this is a great line. Understand why you're getting it, why you're being dealt with, why you're being tested. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him until he plead my cause and execute judgment for me. He will bring me forth to the light and I shall behold his righteousness. Now, we're not done here. I'm just finishing. Please hear this because it's phenomenal truth. And you see it over and over and over again in the word from all the different prophets. In verse 18 of the same chapter, who is, like, who is a God like you? that pardoneth iniquity and passes by the transgression of the remnant of your heritage. He retaineth not his anger forever because he delights in mercy. Is that good? He delights in mercy. He wants to, and if you don't give mercy, you won't receive it. If you don't give mercy to everyone you see, you will not be a recipient of that. If you want someone to get it, please 
be easy on you. It's a foolhardy thing to want somebody to get it. And I have. I have. I've been Mr. Revenge at times. It doesn't work. God doesn't like it. He says, vengeance is mine. Hear it. He passes by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage. He retaineth not his anger forever. He delights in mercy. He will turn again. He will have compassion on us. He will subdue our iniquities. And thou will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Every filthy thing that you have done or can do goes to the bottom and God forgets. Folks, if that doesn't move you to get closer to him, I can't help you. Because I can't, I mean, I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I have to have evidence of that. And I tell you, it's palpable. You get up in the morning on a bad day and you can cut it like a knife. The mercy that God gives us. Please, for your sake, get out of this natural mind. The natural man does not get it. He will never get it. You can't convince him. I've tried. <laughs> I mean, you know what a, what a loose... Goose I can be to try to convince somebody. Only God. Christ can't be taught. You have to live in. God help us to do that. Thou will perform the truth of Jacob and the mercy to Abraham which thou hast sworn unto our fathers from the days of old. God help us. He told you not to do this. He told Adam that. Just as Adam was separated from God, Christ, who you've identified, identified with, he raised you, you, you have all the help of a living God for this day. God help us to believe that. God help us to live that with one another. And, and so that when we lay our hands on someone like our sister, we will have the confidence regardless of results that God has hurt us. Because we're not doing any fight with God. Bow your heads for a minute. Father God, thank you. Thank you. It's your will that we be thankful in all things. We, we have learned by your hand to hate the flesh that so wars against our finding deep root in you. In you, we live and move and have our being. We don't have a being outside of you, great one. 
be with us and help us to live this, that, uh, that we will not <laughs> be afraid of anything because you've tasted death for all men. And we commit you to the work of your hand. We're your vessels. We're your property. We're not our own. God help us to live that way for Jesus' sake. Amen.